The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. What's going on, everyone? Nico here. We have another episode of The Sit Down. I'm very, very excited for this episode. I'm joined by two fellow podcasters of a podcast that I actually listen to. It's one of my favorite podcasts right now. They have over a million downloads, hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. It is James and Anthony Devaney from Raiders of the Lost podcast. Don't want to. How you doing? What's hey, going man. on, guys? Thanks for having us on. We appreciate oh, of it. Of course. Like, like we were just talking about right before, like I'm a huge fan of the podcast. You guys, hey. I see all the work you guys put in and I, I couldn't be happier for you guys. Yeah. Appreciate it's it. a lot of work uh, in terms of like all the content we put out. We probably put like t- what, 10 to 12 pieces of content a day on all social media platforms in terms of Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I mean, posting pretty much now three videos a week on YouTube because we do two episodes a week of the actual podcast. Then we do like new segments called movie news that we do every week. And then we have bonus episodes. So it's just literally every day of our lives is just like a thousand things to do, but it's fun. It's like a media company. Basically. Basically. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, I, I, like I, like my background social media. So I work with a bunch of different businesses and like content is the absolute hardest thing to do. It's the thing I don't look forward to at all, but it's, it's crucial. It's all about, you know, putting in the hours to do the work. And if you don't want to do that, then you're probably not going to find success in the internet age. But I mean, that's how you optimize your content and whatever you're trying to build. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's take it back all the way to the beginning, because, I mean, you've had your podcast for years. I think it's the bo- the Boiler Room. Yeah, well, I started that the was old one. Yeah, podcast. I started that like 2018, I think, or 2019. Yeah. And I did it for about a year. And then it was fun. It was just bit mostly like comedy based. I was doing like comedy content and mm-hmm. trying to be funny. And the podcast was more just like topics, mainstream topics of the day or of the week and just shooting the shit and just trying to be funny. I also had guests on too and stuff. But then uh, we got the idea to do the movie podcast. And I just completely abandoned the other podcast because this was so much more fun and so much more engaging. And we actually started to build an audience really quickly. Uh, yeah. yeah, we began making money pretty quickly. And then I think that was a sign for him because he had so much experience with his own thing to see the big difference that this one made. Absolutely. So whose idea was like the movie podcast? Like, who, who, it was, who, I mean, I feel like it was your idea, but it's like something. Yeah, I, I feel swear, like it was my idea too. Like two and a half <laughs> years ago, we went in the back studio in our backyard where we film and we just like recorded on our iPhone. Like, what if we have, what if we did a movie podcast? Let's just test and see how it goes. So we did it and then we just never did anything with it. And it seemed all right, but then, you know, life happens and really it was the perfect situation and perfect storm that led to us making the show and like COVID specifically the lockdown freed up a lot of Anthony's time because he was a freelance videographer and editor and he lost all his work. So he was able to put a lot of time into editing the show. And then basically from me doing the, my other podcast and content, I had a lot of experience in terms of what's going to work. Like I, I do that TikTok blow us up and, yep. and just tons of engagement and content. And it was both of us just like using our strengths and convenience and taking advantage of opportunities. To just build it. Love it. Love to hear it, man. So that's, I mean, so have you always guys been like movie buffs? Is it just like, is it a hobby? Oh yeah. We we've always loved movies since we were kids. And part of the reason why we moved to LA is we want to get into the film industry but it goes back to us like our dad would take us to the to the movie theaters every weekend, like every single weekend. So we grew up loving cinema and our, we have a bunch of older brothers and they would show us like 
cool movies like horror movies when we were like little kids so we I were always we exposed the time. to film <laughs> yeah as long as chucky when i was six i didn't have a good time <laughs> oh my <but>. god <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean when you grow up with all those family members also you just want to escape from them so i think movies and tv was like a way for us to just like pretend like our brothers didn't exist because they're always beating us up i know, I, know. <laughs> I mean i was like i was the oldest but like um i had like not i mean like my dad's cousins i guess they were like they're like like way older than me but still like basically children they're like they're probably they're in the, in the late 20s showing me like goodfellas the godfather so i'm like eight to ten years old just infatuated with like mob movies i guess that's where like all like oh henry hill over there yeah <laughs> well anthony was the one who like had been more obsessed with film than me like when we were teenagers like anthony got really into like trying to actually think about pursuing it as a career at some point in his life and like working towards that goal and just like consuming as much movie every time i saw the kid or every time i came home from college he'd be in the basement in his i called it his movie dungeon where he would just be watching like <laughs> goodfellas or there'll be blood or the dark knight on repeat like over and over and over again <laughs> that's awesome i mean you guys are basically bred for this at this point so i get i guess like the, the question i'm sure you guys get the most is what's your guys favorite movies dude it's it's so we have a few of the same favorites but then we have movies that we like that the other person doesn't have in their favorite but we both agree that we both love goodfellas that's probably like our universal most favorite movie and then like there will be blood no country for old men um, films like that yeah matrix we both love rc yeah um i love the departed taxi he's made basically it's it's so hard to just like put down a, a list because it, it, it kind of changes with your, you know, how your personality changes like every yeah. couple of years or you feel like a different person. Like you used to listen to this music, but now you listen to this music. You used to like these movies. Now you like these movies. But I mean, I like to just go by directors now. Like when people ask me that, it's like I'm Nolan, David Fincher, Kubrick. Like those are the guys for me, in my mm-hmm. opinion, Coron. But it's it's impossible to just pick like pick three movies. It's, it's really hard to do. I know. I, yeah, no, very, very good point. So I guess, um, I'm sure like fate what about like in terms of like actors is there like people that you just look for that you'll just no matter what watch a watch their movie oh yeah daniel day lewis uh, christian, christian bale. bale brad pitt um, i'll Cable. watch brad pitty jello <laughs> <laughs> ryan gosling <laughs> denzel we love denzel He's oh, yeah the man. um i mean i love jackie chan as a kid we were obsessed with him so mm-hmm. like yeah, just the, the main guys, the main dudes. For sure. I actually have a, a pretty question, uh, question I'm interested in. What do you think is going to happen with the movie industry now? That Because we like went from like, okay, like because I would I love going to the movies. This was like one of my favorite things to do. Go to stand-up shows, go to the movies on the weekends. And so now like everyone stopped going to the movies, just completely halted. Then movies start getting released on Netflix, HBO Max, all of this. And now I feel like we're at like kind of like a crossroads is it going to like continue are we just going to stay in this path or are we going back to the movies like what's your guys take on that i would say we're definitely going back to the movies if the last two weeks showed anything both the the quiet place two and the conjuring both made over 50 million dollars opening weekend i i think that no matter how many movies netflix and amazon and hulu and hbo max have and no matter how much content they have nothing compares to actually going into a cinema and experiencing a movie on a big screen surrounded by strangers. Mm-hmm. And I think that movies like Fast 9 are going to prove that that's easily, I think, going to make $100 million. So I think that we need these big blockbusters more than ever. 
to get people to start going to the cinema again. And once that happens, then people will be more likely to see more films in the cinema than ever. But I think that anything, no matter what's happened over the last year, people will still want to go out and enjoy things they used to. So I think the the movie going theater experience will never die. I don't think. I think, yeah, I don't think it will ever die, but I, I think that the lockdowns and COVID took a definite hit that movie theaters will never be able to get back. Like a percentage of people in the world are never going to go back to the movies. They're still the, like, they don't want to go to malls. They don't want to go to public places and like that. And I don't think they'll ever change their minds about it. And the convenience of being at home and just streaming whatever you want pretty much yeah. is just really great for a lot of people. Cause plenty of people, they don't consume film like movie buffs do or people who love theaters. They kind of just like put it on their iPhones and they're just watching movies and they're just like not fully in tune with the film and they like them, but they're not going to see them to have this wild, incredible experience yeah. like you do at, at, at a theater. And I think COVID similar to like the job market, it expedited the process of the eventual switch to, or not switch, but transferring resources to all digital and, and streaming and re- so like remote working we have now streaming platforms making releasing movies at the same time as in theaters so it's it's the best of both worlds you could say but i think it was an inevitable change that was going to happen at some point both ways like people working remote people not wanting to go back to work it's gonna be the same thing people streaming movies at home people not wanting to go to the theaters yeah. so i don't think we'll ever have the box offices like that we used to have with like avatar and in like Avengers Endgame and stuff like that. Maybe for some movies, who knows, but I think there's still going to be a percentage of the population who will never go to the theater again. And so, you know what? Somebody went out of business, so where can you go? One one place that I did see did very, very well through the pandemic, which was kind of funny because the movie industry was killing this place, but the drive a drive-in theater close by to me, and it was Hmm. absolutely mobbed the whole like past year. Anytime there was good weather, drive-in was absolutely mobbed, which which was awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, I think that like all the major chains, I think what would have been a good business strategy for them all would have been to like take their parking lots and turn them into drive throughs yeah. I feel like that would have been like a smart move by them. None of them really did that. So obviously the, all the drive throughs are independently owned. But I think if if Arclight and AMC and like Showcase Cinemas, if they had taken their resources and built outdoor theaters, people would have come. Um, but I think it's just in hindsight, they weren't really sure what to do. But I think that would have definitely been a great alternative for them. Yeah, it's oh, unfortunate yeah. because Arclight went out of business and we're in L.A. in Los Angeles. And that's like our favorite theater to go to. And they're just um, gone forever, which is too bad. But I mean, I helped AMC stay in business personally. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. a partner at AMC now. <laughs> Going to the moon, baby. <laughs> AMC to the moon. I know. that I've been, was, uh... all, I've been hodling all year. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. Yeah, but like um, back to like, Cause like, I know Disney, well, I should have totally should probably should have watched this movie before I jumped on the podcast, but, um, Luca just came out for all of us Italians. That's a big win for the culture. Did you guys see it yet? Uh, yeah. Not yet. So it looks fantastic. It yeah, looks like no, it looks it looks a Pixar classic for sure. For sure. The reviews so, are really good. Yeah. Which I will probably be watching either tonight or tomorrow with the fam. So when was it released like this weekend or like this? The other day. Yeah. Yesterday. Well, Friday, the what's yeah. today though? We're, we're busy. We can't always keep up with like new releases. We're, we're, we're busy guys, you know? I know. <laughs> but we'll get around to it. Yeah, for sure. So like what's coming up next with you guys with the podcast? I love all the segments that you do too. Like you break off like midway through the intermission where you start roasting people that are start roasting <laughs> the trolls online, which is something that I love doing. There's so many, too. so many trolls. So many. That's something, yeah. That's something I used to do with my old stuff. So like we kind of incorporated that too. And plus, 
we, we really think that the intermission, which we started incorporating, what, like two months ago, Anthony, to the show, oh, yeah. it really keeps the engagement really high because it gives people a break from, yeah, they love to hear an hour and a half of analysis and us talking about the films, but it's good to like take a break, take a breather, have some fun, get your endorphins rushing again and, and get more motivated to hear the second half. So it's like a lot of fun and people really like the intermissions. Yeah, we want to make it a little more interactive and we're coming up with ideas for how to make the show interactive for fans as well. For sure, for sure. So what goes into like all the prep with your show? I'm sure like a lot goes into the prep. I know you guys do a lot of content, but like I'm sure you do almost like almost that and just prep work because like some of the facts that you guys come up like that you find <laughs> like with people that were cast originally that weren't that like got kicked off or just all these fun facts. That's what makes like your guys show like super enjoyable for me because things I would have never like would have never seen in like my entire life. It's a combination of stuff we already know and then researching on like IMDb or on Reddit, looking mm -hmm. up as many cool facts as you can and gathering them and thing being like, Oh, do you think people would find these interesting? And so it's a lot of research and then prep work for each episode. And like when we record, we both have our laptops in front of us on our desk and we make a set of ideas or things we want to bring up. We're not scripted, but we have talking points and things that we want to chat about for each film or a TV show or whatever. And we just go off of that. Yeah. And sometimes we'll also, I, I like to like incorporate something that I know will be like a great clip on the internet, like on TikTok or Instagram. So like I'll, I'll write like a 30 second little bit that I'll put in the episode, but it has something to do with whatever, like, let's say, Today, we were talking about a movie and Anthony brought up this topic. I'm like, oh, I got a little bit that I can say that would be perfect for TikTok and the podcast at the same time. So it's like a combination of that. And me and Anthony have always just been those annoying movie guys that when you're like out having a conversation with them, like, oh, well, you know, this movie, this person did that. So we've always been like that. And so from like years of just watching behind the scenes interviews and, and movie and DVD, like bonus features, we've always been, we we're always obsessed with those with kids. And now it's like, we get to flex those muscles and seem smart and intelligent on camera. So it's a good time. For but sure. then, so like, well, right now, if we pick a movie, we'll generally watch the movie to refresh our memories of it. If we hadn't seen it in a while. Um, and then, like he said, we'll both prepare our own talking points and notes that we'll just like bring up in, as we're doing the conversation. And then in terms of editing, Anthony handles the editing for the full episodes in about 95% of the TikTok clips. So he's, He's a beast. He's a great editor. That's what I call him every day. I say, look at this great editor over here. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. then, but, but it, so it's a lot of actual production work. Then we also have a sound mixer who does our sound work. Shout out Jacob Kostler. And then from there, it, it doesn't even stop there. It's constant posting every day. We probably post four to six times on TikTok a day, three to four times on Instagram a day, Twitter. We do like three to five posts a day. YouTube. So we post our episodes Monday, Thursday, and Sunday, plus bonus episodes. So it's just constant interaction with fans on social media, as well as Patreon. And it, it's just a 24 seven job almost. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Very familiar. yeah. So um, let's, I guess let's jump into Patreon. How quick did you guys hop on Patreon? We made We're pretty late. I feel like we made it probably at the end of 2020. Oh, September. Yeah, the end of the so we made it in September and we started our first episode was the end of June. So we, we didn't really understand what Patreon was fully. We thought like was kind of like GoFundMe, I guess, mm -hmm. but it's actually a little different because it's basically a subscription service. And um, so we made it in September and now we're at over a hundred patrons, which is incredible. Awesome. And so they're helping us, you know, pay 
to invest into the show with new gear. Like we just got these new awesome audio muting curtains for, for the room. So we basically created a chamber, but those are a couple hundred dollars a piece. So like Man. the Patreon money went right into that and, and our new sound gear, which is great. We've been using it for the last three months or four months. So, so they help us keep the show going and, and constantly improving. And yeah, it's just great. And we, we do bonus episodes just for patrons and they get perks and giveaways. So it's a lot of fun for them as well. Awesome. So what's it like, I guess to it, cause like, I know like being in an, an Italian family, like, working with your brother like every single day like i know i would rip my brother's head off because <laughs> so i mean you guys seem like you got like amazing chemistry though like it's, it doesn't seem like obviously you guys have amazing amazing chemistry but like are there any like like times where you're just ready to kill each other oh yeah it's we just cut that out of the episode <laughs> <laughs> we're twin brothers and we're the youngest of six boys so we've been fighting our whole lives but yeah i think we're at a point where Maybe five years ago, we couldn't have worked together on a project like this, I think. I don't think either of us were fully mature enough to be able to do that. But I think at this point of our lives, we're very old men now and we have gray hairs. So we've, we've both learned a thing or two <laughs> and we get along very well and we're best buds. And well, no, you think well <laughs> <laughs> no the, but the older you get, the, the more you learn that like just having a fight and an argument is basically meaningless in the scheme of things. Whereas when you're younger... You take things so personally and you can like hold a grudge against one of your siblings. But now it's like you get in a, a bickering match or a fight and it's like, yeah, you get it out and then your best buds right after. So you, you just learn through maturity to like, it's okay to argue, but in, <laughs> it's never like going to ruin the relationship like it used to, you know, well, like, like I, it was like three weeks ago, we were, I was out back in the studio and we got in an argument over something stupid. Like, like every, we're basically a married couple. That's, that's <laughs> you're a twin. When you're a twin, you, you're married for your entire life. And now we have a fucking business together. So we'll never, we'll never divorce, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we got in this stupid argument and I was just like, ah, oh, fucking asshole in my head. So I was pissed. So I'm like, I'm doing something to like some gear. And then I turn around and Anthony has a tripod in his hand. He's like, ah, <laughs> it was so funny. We both started cracking up laughing. So that was like a perfect way to like, this is why are we fighting? Let's just be best friends. It was Catch the, the fighting on Patreon only though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we were recording, but it was very funny. And he eased yeah. the tension like that. Yeah. So what's um like, what do you guys like, like what's like a huge next step for you? Is it like, booking like a really huge guest on the show like what are like some of like your dreams to, that you want to see like with the podcast for the next couple of years the first dream would be to complete completely full-time on the podcast um and not have to worry about having to work or find a way to make money in other ways but just uh both of us support ourselves fully completely independently with just the show yeah so we're, we're building to that and I, i'd say we're about halfway so maybe maybe like yeah. another year we'll be financially independent which means we can do anything we want and we can do the podcast anywhere if we want to uh, move to a different location or whatever and also yeah it would be great to start having like bigger guests and like we've been trying to get in touch with studios and we have a contact at at warner brothers a publicist who's trying to get us some like not actors at the moment but like uh bottom tier talent in terms of like people who work on the production like sound oh, engineers or cinematographers or editors and stuff like that not i didn't mean like not talented people but yeah what's like, your problem you're an actor and an a-list and you're an actor or you're just a uh, regular normal person so it's like elite yeah. versus peasants so that's basically what it is but um so if we can get some people like that that'd be great and again the great thing about covid and lockdowns 
is with podcasts specific, specifically pre-lockdown, pre-COVID, if you said like, you're going to have a guest on your podcast and it's going to be a Zoom call, everyone would be like, I'm not listening to a Zoom call. The yeah. audio is going to sound like shit. But now it's like the norm to have a Zoom call and bad audio like that. Not that Zooms, are, I think Zooms will improve exponentially over the next couple of years, the audio and video quality in terms of remote remote podcasting and video conferencing. But I think a lot of people, they'll, they'll be actors and studios will let their actors and talent do normal interviews in podcasts like ours. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway. who would be like some dream guests for you guys? I mean, again, like Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> Chris Nolan. Like, are we talking about like if I'm I great directors, like, like a Make Wish Foundation? Yeah, all the all the everyone that comes into your mind, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Do you guys you guys brush up on TV a little bit too, right? Yeah, we a little. Yeah, we don't have a ton not, of time not much. To watch TV, so I mean, we barely have enough time to watch all the movies that we cover, and and just you know, we like to still watch movies on our own here, here mm-hmm. and there, and do our own projects. So um tv the last shows i watched were killing eve and fleabag uh and they're they're both great shows if anyone hasn't seen them you guys gonna start to rewatch the sopranos before the movie comes out in september he he just did i dude i had to stop though because i was so addicted by to it it's the best show so i was like watching like three hours a night and i'd be like oh man i need more sopranos he would like he would be from seven to ten every night sopranos oh yeah (laughs) on the couch every night insanely good show that was me in high school like i think my junior year i like discovered it and just like cranked it out like so like within a couple months yeah Yeah, i watched it i watched it when i was young too yeah it's a blessing that they put uh the office on peacock because i was watching that all the time (laughs) like my favorite show but like i get addicted to tv shows really easily so i don't want to i also don't want to be addicted to them so i don't really watch many of them like that's yeah you don't buy sweets at that so you don't eat them in the house yeah, and even though I'm just craving them like a like a junkie all the time, and I just slurp honey out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> here's a, here's a question for you: What's your guys' favorite streaming platform right now? What do you think has got the best oh, um, the best offer? Easily Criterion Channel. What's they that? have um they have a huge selection of foreign films and a lot of old classic American films that are some of the best movies ever made, but they wouldn't be popular enough for amazon or netflix to have them on their library but criterion has the best selection of films without a doubt not even close wow i would say netflix movies are not that good but they're getting better but i think amazon prime is probably the best for me because they have tv and movies but their movie selection is excellent and they update it every month like everyone else but also if you can't find a movie you want to watch you can just rent it on amazon prime and you can't do that on netflix that's a good point so I think that's, that's point. why Netflix, why Amazon is so popular. Because it's also a store. That's what the genius yeah. behind that business. Pretty soon all businesses will be Amazon. So <laughs> you'll be buying your wooden spoons off Amazon soon. Who knows? <laughs> you probably got your, your engraver off Amazon, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know I talked to you guys before we shot about, Here's where this idea came from. Uh, I saw somebody recasting movies on TikTok, geez, last year at some point. So I was like, you know what? We'll make it Italian. We'll we'll recast. I think I recast Goodfellas first. And I got absolutely roasted death threats the whole nine yards. So just to one up them, I did The Godfather after that. And I kind it was kind of fun to like go through and just kind of think about like who would be cool like in this movie in 2021 or 2020 whatever year it was so 
if you guys, I don't know if you guys prepared anything, but like, what would you do if you had to recast? I guess we'll. I guess we could start with Goodfellas. Oh, can we? Can I hear your list for for Goodfellas first? What was yeah, yours? So, yeah. So it, it's it gets crazy. This of course, like I know people take this stuff way too seriously, which I get. You know, it's like some of the greatest movies ever. Time, like we don't need to recast this, but like it's just fun. Yeah, it's, it's just fun to think about. to think about it, and it's like it's not like you're playing Freebird at a concert, which that's like, you can't do. Like you can't play Freebird as a, as a band. That's like off limits, but like, it's just a movie. Exactly. It's like, it's like these people, these, these people, the same people that are thinking, what, what would they do if they won the lottery? They're getting mad at me. And hear their keyboards just smashing their, their peanut butter covered <laughs> fingers all over. <laughs> Goodfellas is perfect. It doesn't need to be recast. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So here's my list for Goodfellas. Right off the bat, Henry Hill played by Zac Efron. <laughs> Completely uh, out of left. I mean, should we I go like one it. by one and discuss it or just sell us the whole list? I guess I want to do the whole list. All right, we'll do the list then. So, how Henry about we Hill. just go by character so we each say our, our personal? Okay. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Right. So, Zach Efron for Henry Hill. I right. have Aaron Taylor Johnson for Henry Hill. Oh, oh that's a good pick. That's a really good Because he's, he's super talented and he can pull off the charm and he can pull off just being super cool. Because Henry Hill is so cool, he can definitely do it. I'm yeah, this is tough though family. because there aren't like a ton of big like Italian American actors that yeah. are like thirty to forty year old age range. So I, it's like we can't just pick only Italians because yeah, oh yeah. So I went with um Jared Leto, okay, or yeah. my guy Ryan Gosling. I can see Ryan Gosling as a Henry Gosling. Hill. Yeah, Henry Hill's half 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 Jewish, so he. I mean, Gosling could pull that off. Yeah, Gosling sure. and Ray Liotta actually sound a little bit alike. I think they have similar mannerisms. They're like soft, yeah, similar voices. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm gonna do after the fact too. I'm kind of just saying this to remind myself later, but I, I'm gonna put the lists on um online to see who likes their cast the best on the interweb. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> we'll put it on Instagram or something. Oh, good. nice. Sweet. All right, so let's. I guess we'll jump into Tommy. I've got um Stephen Graham as Tommy. Tommy right. DeVito. I got Benicio del Toro as Tommy. Oh. Yeah. That's I have Miles Teller. Oh, that's a good pick. Well, Miles Teller would be a good one too. Yeah, I think he can do that that rage really good, and he's also super funny. So I think he can match the personality that Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci you had. You think he's like charming and energetic enough as like Tommy is at times? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he can be. These are good picks. Right. I think they're great. All right, next we got Jimmy. I went with Sebastian Maniscalco because kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> comes in like a little bit charming they kind of have the same look to them almost and i, get that. I think i think sebastian's got chops i think he's got a little bit more than people think. oh he's great in the irishman he's great yeah he's awesome he's a great i performer. loved him in the irishman yeah he's, he's one of my favorite comedians for sure um i got two i got sean penn or john ham oh john ham would be a cool one i think john ham yeah. would be good as jimmy conway absolutely i need to pull it off i have tom hardy all right oh, that'd be that. cool That'd be yeah. cool. That'd be cool. All right. I don't know if you guys went deeper into Goodfellas, but I also have Karen. Oh, yeah. I did Emma, Karen. Emma Stone is Karen. Definitely. I got uh, Olivia Thurlby. Okay, I'm not familiar with her. Or uh, Evan Rachel Wood, either one. Okay. I have Margot Robbie. Ah, Margot Robbie would be a good one. She'd be good. She Karen! Could do that Karen! <laughs> I mean, they kind of played similar role, like Wolf of Wall Street-ish to yeah. Goodfellas. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, so uh, then last I got Polly, I got Steve Sharippa. I got Vincent Donofrio. Okay. Awesome. Good. I uh, James Gandolfini could have done it. Yeah, he could have. Bon animal. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know that's a sad one. Actually, today's is I think eight year anniversary of his death. Oh wow! Yeah, for sure. I know it seems like yesterday. Crazy. All right, so that's our that's our Goodfellas list. I guess we'll go right into right into the Godfather. Let's go. Let's do it. So I got Don Vito. I got played by Armand Asante. I actually just saw him. I saw him in person uh, a couple weeks or a week or two ago. All right, I like that. I like that. I got. Oh, hold on, what happened to this? I have. I have here, you can go first. You can go first. Thanks. I have Johnny Depp. Could have done Vito. Oh, that's a oh. good pick. Yeah, he could have done I it. I like that. I have um, two, I think that would work. I, I keep picking two. Sorry, guys. I just okay. <laughs> yeah, come cheater over here. I have Russell Crowe. Okay. And then Javier Bardem. I could see that. Yeah, I could, I could see them. So cool. This is see, this is fun. It's a fun thing to do. You're yeah, ruining like... the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going into Michael Corleone. I got Christian Bale. Ooh, nice pick. I have Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar. I think Oscar's like the one guy that could do it. Yeah, I think he, he, like, he would be perfect. When I saw that movie, uh, Most Violent Year, like it just yeah. felt like Michael Corleone the whole mm-hmm. movie. I was like. Mm-hmm. Like that, like soft-spoken intelligence, and I, it's just he's such a good actor. But I think he, he could pull it off so well. For sure, for sure. All right, next, um, Sonny Corleone. I got Tom Hardy, just hot nice. head, ready to just rip someone's head off. <laughs> I got I John have... Barenthal. Oh, John, oh, John Barenthal. Oh, that's good. He'd be perfect. Perfect. I have James McAvoy. Well, that's pretty good. I okay. can see yeah. that. Yeah, he, he's done crazy a couple of times, really well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's crazy and split, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. All right, next we'll, we'll jump into Fredo. I think this is my favorite pick out of all of these. I've got Joaquin Phoenix or Fredo. Pretty good. Pretty nice. Good. I have Ezra Miller. Oh, that's a good pick, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have um, Adrian Brody. Okay, that's, that's a good one too. Those are all yeah. good picks. Those are really good picks. All right, we'll go into Tom Hagen. I got Charlie Hunnam. Oh, that's good. good pick. I have Donald Donald Gleason. I got Michael Fassbender. Cool. Those are good picks. And then Ooh, um, Donald, Donald Gleason. That's a good one. Yeah. Kate. I put Margot Robbie for Kate. Yeah, I have. I have, I have Lily Collins. I think would have done a good job. Good yeah. Yeah. And who'd you get? Doing pretty good, guys. I like these lists. Who'd you Some pick for Kate, James? I didn't catch that. I did the same. I did Margo as well. Okay. And then um, Carlo Rizzi. I put John Berthal for Carlo. I didn't pick anyone for Carlo. I didn't pick anyone for Carlo. I had to. I had it with for my boy Johnny Russo. Johnny Russo was one of my first guests, so I had to, uh, I had yeah. to give him a plug. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Now, job, did you guys, I, I just did the Bronx Tale, so I, I don't know if you guys did the Bronx Tale yet. I, I did it. No? You did it? I got it. Okay. I guess we'll start off with um, C, Cologido. I got I did, um, um, Timothy Chalamet. I did um, Ben Wolfhard. I'm not familiar with Ben Wolfhard. The, the kid from Stranger Things. things. Oh, oh, okay. I think Chalamet might be too old for that role because Chalamet is like 20, what, 3, 24? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of like his face kind of looked like C. To what, me. Imagine him young, though. Got like a nice teenager. face. Yeah. Does. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> and then for um sunny 
I also had Armand Asante. I think he could pull off the the Sonny roll. I have Ryan Gosling because that character he's so attractive because he's so cool. Yeah, and confident. And I think Gosling has shown so many times how cool and confident he can play. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then for Lorenzo, I think I think he could just play this role well. Mark Wahlberg for yeah. Lorenzo. I have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ah, that's a really good yeah. one. I think yeah, he I think can play like better. the Boy Scout, like uh, believes in like law and order and not breaking the rules really well. Yeah, that one's way better than mine. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, and then I got Kiki Palmer for Jane. I didn't do one for her. Yeah, I think. I mean, she's just a very recognizable face. I think she would kill that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um. We should definitely like make this a trend. This is fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, last two. Because I guess the whole like John Gotti thing, everybody thought Travolta um was horrible. <laughs> I yeah. guess that was who would you guys pick as like your your John Gotti or your Al Capone? Kind of right off the top of the head. Well, I think I mean I love De Niro as Al Capone. I think he did a great job. And I think that Tom Hardy obviously killed it too, but not a lot of people saw that movie. Like I think Tom Hardy was just played with a bad script and production with that movie. Same thing with the one where he plays the, uh, the, the British twin uh, yeah. gangsters. Um, so I think like them two as, as Al Capone would be great. Uh, John Gotti, Johnny Depp would be pretty cool. I think. I think Johnny Depp would be pretty cool too. And I think there's a great actor named Matthias Scheinharts and he's, he's um, a French actor. He's he 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 the more, the biggest American movie he was in he was in Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence. I think he could definitely pull off the mobster lord really well. He's great. For sure. I had I think I mean maybe not as high caliber as an actor, but I think Dom Lombardozzi would be a cool Capone. Like an older. He's, he, yeah. he's got to get the script right. I think so. Yeah. Like the Tom Hardy one. I haven't seen it yet, but I've. Oh my god! It, it was it was hard. It was hard to watch. It looked bad. Of it is like, yeah, it, his Capone's death was was wild. But like, wouldn't you rather have Capone when he was like in his prime, and have Tom Hardy play that Capone? That's yeah. what I would have wanted to see. And yeah, they probably didn't want to do the same thing as the De Niro version, but still, like, give me that. Yes. Yeah, oh, you know who? You know who can play a good Capone is probably Shia LaBeouf. Oh, that's that's actually a good point. Be cool. Yeah, he could do it. Yeah, but his career's over, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't really cast him in anything anymore. All right, man. Yeah, so I can't thank you guys enough for coming on, um, doing this with me. Um, where could everybody just find the podcast? Where could everybody uh, check you out? RaidersLostPodcast.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just username is Raiders Lost Podcast. You'll, you'll find us. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. So everything, everywhere you listen or watch a podcast, we have YouTube full episodes edited with video. So wherever you get your podcast content, you can find us. Yeah. Like if, if you guys listening are movie fans, or even if you just see an episode that like of a movie, like, like James and Anthony absolutely freaking kill it. I love the American psycho episode. That's the one I just, oh, that's opened. one of our favorites. It was, it was great. Great guys. Yeah. So thank you guys again for coming on everybody else. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to, and we'll see you in the next episode. Ciao. Thanks.